0: All right, Joe. Uh you've got the dice again. I still don't have my coin. We've got to get our coins <laughs> made. So uh Joe? Custom coins, baby. Custom coins, custom dice. Custom right. for mom to get out of your hair. All right. I call know. call someone even or odd. Uh Kurt's even.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. So if Kurt's even, that means uh
0: well, I mean, Mike is Mike is very odd. Ma- Mike is always odd, right? I mean, that that's a no brainer. Uh, it's even. Oh, shibby!
2: Oh, Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads to a blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. But that's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy. From comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, tune in to Wise and Nerdy. Or join in the fun.
0: Joe, it's been so long since we recorded, man. I'm so excited to see you, baby. Uh, oh yeah. So that is Joe underscore art. I am the rock god of podcasts. Oh yeah,
1: so. daddy.
0: <laughs> I'm the rock god of daddies, Charles McFall. <laughs> that is me. Um oh my gosh, goosh. Oh my goshness, man. Uh, dude, goshness. we're gonna do this show live at Dragon Con. Can you dig it? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah Daddy. now and I feel like we're we're a manufactured morning zoo crew everything's <laughs> dingo and the baby oh yeah <laughs> Joe, you're gonna you're gonna be at McDonald's with your family and they're gonna be like do you want fries with that oh yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? There's no Slim gems to snap into. What's going on? Oh, no, Mr.
1: Kool-Aid man. You better fix that wall before my daddy
0: gets back. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. We're going to do this live. And Kurt came to me with the idea of having him do the intro live at at Dragon Con. And so I think he might be the living soundboard. We'll have cue cards and I'll just, when I'm hitting the button, I'll hold up the card and he'll do the bit that, you know, daddy's thinking daddy's always thinking, baby. that is. So the question of the, well, you know what? I, I, I jumped ahead. Sorry, Kurt. Push the it's button, the question the of the week. You know, you're like, you're, you really are like my dad. You just love to hit my buttons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, when you're having a bad day, what do you do to make yourself feel better?
1: Ooh, it, I mean, it definitely varies from day to day, obviously. Um, but one thing that I do is I i take a step back. I, cause you, let's be honest, when I'm having a bad day, I'm usually getting after the kids for stuff that really they, I ought not to be getting after them for, and so I tried to take a step back. I I asked my wife, "Hey, can I have just 5 minutes and I'll go into the back? I'll I'll do some um take some deep breaths, do some breathing exercises, calm myself and and I'll actually I'll think to myself, what uh, a beautiful world." Well, so uh, I'll I'll think to myself about about different um, amazing experiences that I've had with my kids, and remind myself I love them
0: those little bitches. I love
1: those little crotch demons <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> Joe, I told you once I've told you never mind. I don't know if I can say that joke we'll, we'll move on <laughs>
1: but but uh, i'll 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 try to i guess. To use a, a, a phrase that a lot of people say, I, I try to recenter myself. Um, now, that that might not be what a lot of people would think of when they think, "Oh, what do you do to make yourself feel better?" Oh, I go and get pampered. Oh, I do this. I do that. It, ultimately, do,
0: right?
1: yeah, it's true. But ultimately, a day is a day. Like everyone has bad days, good days. Ultimately, it's. And, and we stress this a lot on the show, ultimately it's your perspective a, a day, just because bad things happen to you doesn't mean it has to be a bad day.
0: Right. It, yeah. You, nobody can ruin your day. You, you can choose how you accept it. It's not easy. It is not no, easy. No, no. Yeah. But yeah.
1: It, yeah. And, and so it's, it's all about your attitude and that's, it's, that's what I try to remind myself and I tried to recenter myself and and put forth good vibes, put those those good vibes into the world.
0: You know, I saw a clip from the Joe Rogan show today where he or I don't know when the show was. I saw the clip today on TikTok where um, he's talking to somebody. I don't know. I don't know who the guys. But he's talking about being upset with your kid. He's got two boys. And he said, they're out of control, which instantly my mind went, uh, <laughs> you're the parent. You know, I mean, my kids, whatever they do wrong is, is on me for teaching them or allowing them to do it. And my, by no means are my kids perfect, but I'm just saying, anyway, he's like, yeah, they're, they're little demons and this and that. He goes, but he heard, he heard a piece of advice from somebody else and he shared it on the show. He said, you know, and when you're in those moments and you're angry with your children, imagine that you're 80, you know, take a moment, close your eyes if you need to imagine that you're 80 and you have a time machine. And this is the only moment you can go back to. And this is the last moment you have with them, you know, before you die or whatever, you know, and that, and that can change your perspective. Um, Yeah. I say good luck to that for me. Cause when I get angry, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, even in 80 years, I'm going to come back and go, look, you little shit. You better calm down because I'm dying. Um, By the way, 80 is young. Why would you be dying at 80? That's just stupid. Uh, Anyway. uh,
1: I, I, That's just stupid. I, I, it's just stupid. You, you got to live at least until 500. I mean, come on. Just, just, Seriously. Yes. just pull a link and take a hundred year nap. You'll, you be know, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> walk it off,
0: link. Walk it off.
1: Um, I do. What, what does Captain America say? If you die, walk it off.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not, you, you know, you be the tree. You no, know, you move. That's what Captain America says. Um, <laughs> so what do I do when I'm having a bad day? There are different things. Uh by nature, I listen to a couple of different motivational podcasts. And it tends to, if I need to hear that in the moment, it tends to come up just in random rotation in the moment. It's like, ah, you know what? That gives me some perspective there. Um I have a motivational app that puts up uh stuff every I set it for four times a day. And right now it's on my screen. It says defeat isn't bitter if you don't swallow it. All right, you know some things don't always relate to me because, I'm like, yeah, no, cool, I get that. You know, we're even talking about that. It's not a bad day until you own that it's a bad day. I actually had that happen recently where I was stressed last week. You know, I stressed, had some issues, and I was going into the Chiefs meeting, which is me and and my counterpart at the other company, and the owner and uh, the the co owner of the company and. Um, and I knew I was going to get asked by my counterpart, you know, how it's going. I was like, yeah, it's a bad day, but i went, no, it's not. And just instantly my brain went, no, it's not. It's a fine day. I'm going to power through this. Yeah. We lost him, but it was, it's, it's for the better. We're getting ready for the next new thing. So all that being said is, is I've built a lot of words, positive words up in my life that are instincts now. And I still get angry. I have a little, my daughter, we had a fight, but then we, we brought it back and we talked, but Bad days are just what you make of them. And and you can even say, no, today, I mean, if my kid goes to jail today, it's gonna to be a bad day, but doesn't make that doesn't make it a bad day, right? This is not one of those things that goes down to my memory as my favorite day ever, but it's not what t- people typically mean by bad. You can say, No, it was a bad day, it's a bad experience. It was left a lot to be desired, but Megan go, blah, 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 blah. so I don't really have a lot of those moments anymore, but the the cause the motivational app helps. I have a breathing app and when I have those high intense and EMS, we call it low frequency, high risk moments. That's the stuff you see on TV, the gunshot wounds, the stabbings, the, the, uh, massive car crashes, the, the, you know, the things that are like, Oh my God. Um, it's low frequency, high risk. And those really are the moments for me now where I get my stress levels up to where I'm yelling or want to be angry. So I will pull up the, the, um, breathing app and just try to take a moment to myself and, and follow the the leads on it and and do that And it really does help and then ultimately if i'm having just and if i need to de-stress which is what i kind of read into this about having a bad day what do you do to make yourself feel better because let me tell you let me a little side step before i tell you about de-stressing um if you make yourself feel better that turns bad fast I didn't get to 370 plus pounds because the last time I weighed, I was 370, but that doesn't mean that was my heaviest. I mean, I could have easily been heavier. I've been losing some weight by the time I actually got back on a scale because why would I get on a scale, right? And um, because I was making myself feel better by eating and sleeping weirdly and doing, you know, yeah. But de-stress, changing words matters to me. De-stress is a good thing. And I'll play the video. You know, it Zelda, we've been waiting for this this Tears of the Kingdom for since we beat Breath of the Wild, right? And and dude, we weren't an hour ahead. I'm like, they better be working on number three. <laughs> they better be working on number three right now because by the time I finish this, I'm be ready for number three.
1: Um well, so let's be honest, that it was there were six years between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. We might have a new like legit let, six years? Yeah. We might have a wow. new Nintendo console before we get another Zelda I hope game. so because
0: I would love to see true 4k 60 frames per second graphics and okay, by the, the time
1: Nintendo is way behind on the hardware yeah yeah and they all they always they are. always are and that's what I'm saying even, when, even six when it years. first came out
0: exactly and six years Joe 8k 120 frames per second is going to be the household standard so they will give us a 4k 60 frames per second game and it'll look great uh yeah but yeah well
1: I, I mean at, at some point we're, we're getting to the point where the screens and the resolution are more than the human brain can process. So, it
0: so you hopefully I, experience, you know, that's yes. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind playing a live action, real time link game where everything looked like it was really generated. That takes a lot of power. To generate that kind of vector graphics or whatever, like, it is. I,
1: I want a VR fully submersive. I want I want Sword Art Online quality. You tell me you don't. Tell me you don't. Well, again, you haven't watched Sword Art Online, have you? No. So Sword Art Online is an anime where people get stuck in a video game, and if they die in the video game, they die in real life.
0: That's the <laughs> Matrix, baby. We all live in it. I'm down. I'm cool. Um uh, but these you know, uh, so
1: as someone who has already died like twelve <laughs> times in Jesus. Tears of the Kingdom, I don't think I I don't think I want uh, that style again.
0: Only twelve? Anyway, sorry. You're a rookie, man. Get it get it get it to the triple digits. Whee! Come on. Splat. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, yeah, to finish up though, uh, playing that game with my wife it it stresses, but it can piss me off too. So oh yeah get perspective perspective matters i'll i'll talk to joe here on the show about stuff i'll call phil up and when i especially when i'm feeling like i'm not moving forward creatively then i'll call phil and he gives some really good perspective hence that's easy advice to give which i'm i'm dog poop at recording um but it came out of a conversation where I was very frustrated and, and just in that. I called him. It's like, man, I need your advice. And I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. And I just said, you know, I, I said this, is this, this, and that's just easy advice to give. And maybe that should be my channel. And I just moved on. And he's like, oh, like, fine, fine, fine. I literally went, fine, 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 I'll make that my channel. And I just went on ranting about how uncreative I was in the moment. And perspective can help you de-stress as well. But don't go to the chocolates. Don't go to the alcohol, the wine, the weed, the the uh, sleeping 20 hours, unless you have sleep debt, which is a real thing.
1: Or um, yeah. bu- buying stuff. Yeah. Knew,
0: shopping. It, you say, oh my God. I yeah. did that. Let me put that in the I, personal story time tab.
1: <laughs> yeah. I knew a guy who, um, when I served my mission trip for my church, uh, he, whenever he was having a bad day, he'd go out and buy a new suit. And yeah, he went know. home with like, Twelve or thirteen suits, not including the ones he got rid of. He also stress ate a lot. He gained like sixty pounds over the two years that we were out there. Um, but yeah, yeah, there are definitely some unhealthy coping mechanisms that you really ought not to be indulging. I yes, it'll make alive. you. It'll make it might make you feel better temporarily, but that is not a long term long term solution. No, sir. Roll the that man in his basement. <laughs>
0: Hey, hey, hey! Don't talk to yourself. Talk about yourself that way. At least it's not your mom's basement.
1: Well, yes.
0: <laughs> Roll
1: that uh, dice number two. Roll. Number Roll. two, number Roll. two, Roll.
0: <laughs> pull the lever, crunk. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is your personal story time. Why don't you introduce? Why uh, oh, right. yeah. I messed it up, Joe. Dang it! I'll get there. I get, get there. I get there. Promise.
1: Pull it's the lever, It's personal
2: crunk. story time.
0: That sounds so sad. It's personal story. Right, time. Eeyore, Eeyore, Kurt, Kurt, eort Eort. V O by eort.
2: It's also, personal story time
1: <laughs> It's also kind of fitting though For our topic It's, it's going to be a little bit of a heavier topic today um, Don't fat shame me <laughs> So uh, I've been thinking A lot about my my dad This past week um, Because it's Mother's Day and that's what you do Well, Of course <laughs> uh, But <laughs> But no um, It's so his his birthday was last week, or it would have been his birthday. Um, and so I've been thinking about him this past week. He he died a little over twenty years ago now. Um, when I was sixteen. Uh, but the 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 topic of conversation here is dealing with grief. Um, so with my dad, and bo- at this point, both of my parents have passed. My mom passed thirteen years ago. And my dad 20 years ago. And um, with my my dad, it definitely hit a lot harder. Not because I loved my mom any less. um, But the stage I was in my life, being 16 versus 23, makes a a pretty big difference. Um, Plus, by the time my mom passed, I was married. um, And she got to attend that. So she she got to see more in my life. But I, I do... I guess real quick before I talk about the story with my dad, I do remember when my mom passed, um, I had a moment where I turned to my wife and I said, I'm a 23 year old orphan. Cause that, that's just how I felt. Obviously sure. I was, I was living on my own and I had been for a while, but you know, that 23 is young to lose both of your parents. Um, And so, but anyway, all right, Bruce Wayne, you weren't in an alley at eight. Come on. You're, you're not wrong, but he's also a fictional character though. That does happen (laughs) to people. Um, and so with my mom though, or with my dad though, um, he was actually at the hospital. Um, he was going to have bypass surgery and the day that he was supposed to have bypass surgery early, early in the morning, uh, an aneurysm. He ruptured an aneurysm in his brain. Yep. And they, the nurse found him lying on the ground, was able to resuscitate him, but he slipped into a coma. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and where the, the blood was pooling in his brain, it was inoperable. They couldn't drain it where it was at. At least that's what they, they told us. Um, and so that, that was a Monday and it was the start of my spring break that year. Um, so I mean in a way it was fortunate that I didn't miss hardly any school or anything like that. Cause that would just be another thing on top of my grief to deal with catching up on schoolwork and things like that. Um, you know, a lot of people, again, perspective, a lot of people be like, Oh, your spring break was ruined from all of that. Well, yeah, but it also, there were benefits to that as well. Um, but I remember every, every day, we would go to the hospital and just sit in the waiting room, waiting to hear for any kind of news. Um, and so we got, we got the I, – well, I answered the phone. I got the call from my mom on that Monday, and she told me what happened. And she actually told me not to tell my younger siblings. And so I had to go back to – play. we were playing Monopoly, and i had to go back to playing monopoly as if nothing had happened and oh it was it was rough
0: yeah um
1: and so my mom sat them down and and told them that evening but the next several days like i said we went and we went to the waiting room um on that tuesday, wednesday and thursday and um we actually we brought a really awesome we brought a bunch of board games and stuff with us just to pass the time. Um, but one of the ones that we played the most was uh, a star Wars board game called Epic duels. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Amazing game. Okay. I actually just, I Googled it earlier today to see how much, cause you, they don't make it anymore. Um, but a sealed copy will run you like 350, $400. Wow, 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 um, wow. Yeah, it, it, Very, a very fun game, especially for those that are strategic minded like I am. Um, But it just it the the waiting and the not knowing what was going to happen that Thursday, the doctors officially declared him uh, brain dead. And we waited till Friday to pull the plug so that my sister because my sister was flying in um, so that she could. I mean, say her goodbyes while his body was technically still alive. And, uh, I remember Is that
0: thing after- for Mormons or just what you guys wanted for comfort, just for comfort. Okay. Just curious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the, that um, my sister could have her peace as it were. Sure. Um, and so, and I remember afterwards after he had passed Um, just saying, probably the most heartfelt prayer that I've ever said in my life, and you know, when you pray, at least for Christians, you you pray to to God, to our Father in heaven, and I remember just saying, you know, like, dear Heavenly Father, can you pass this message on to my dad? And I just. I'm I'm breaking up a little bit here. Um, you
0: make Kurt sad. You're
1: getting so and, sad right now. <laughs> and uh, and I just I just remember pouring my heart out and um and just you know talking about some good memories and things like that in this prayer and um just I and I remember saying. After I got done with my message to my dad, just asking God, you know, why, and, and I, I had a little bit of a a trial of faith, um, and it it was rough. Uh, and I, at that time, i i i should have been leaning on my family, but I remember secluding myself a lot. Um, not anything destructive per se or anything like that. Just, I didn't want to be near people, um, which is, which is natural, you know? Um, but you know, my, my siblings were going through this too. My mom was going through a whole bunch of stuff too. And, um, instead of being there for them um, which would have also helped me with my grief because they could be there for me in turn. I, 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 I did a little bit of a, a spin, a spin out.
0: Oh, did you do that in honor of your dad? Because he used to cheat at NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I remember
1: my mom signed me and my sister up for um, these, group grief counseling things at school. And I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> um, but we went and um, I don't, I don't really, I, I it did end up being kind of dumb in my opinion. Cause by the time that those happened, I had already kind of worked past it for the most part. Sure. Um, but I remember when I got back to school, cause I missed, um, so the following week, we had his funeral on Wednesday, and we we had Monday off for spring break. And so my mom was like, "Do you want to go to school on Tuesday?" I'm like, uh, "No." So I missed two, I missed two extra days after spring break, and I got back. And people were like, "Where were you the past couple of days? Wasn't spring break long enough for you?" I'm like, uh, "My dad died." They're like, you, "You're kidding, right?" Like, no. Uh, oh. and I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I I got a little bit of a a sick pleasure and the shock factor of, of hitting that on people. Um, Or like when telemarketers would call and ask to speak to my dad, I'd be like, he's dead. Bye. Bye. Um, Yeah. And just, yeah. Um, But yeah, people are going to deal with, with grief in a bunch of different ways. And regardless of what people tell you, yes, it will become less frequent over time, but there are going to be times when you're just hit with emotion, regardless of how long it's been. Um, you'll be hit with, with severe longing of missing that person. Um, and, and yeah, uh, yeah, especially like right right after. Man, I I got I got hit with so many tear jerking moments. Um well and even tonight, I'm still <laughs> tearing up over it, but uh it it becomes it becomes less frequent, <coughs> at least for me me it did. I think that's probably pretty general. Um but you never stop missing them, not really. If it's someone you truly loved, you, you never stop missing him. It's just how it is.
0: I don't understand that. That's how oh. I deal with grief it is, is mentally I get it, right? My wife is right there um, sometime around these dates. Uh, my mother-in-law passed away. I don't know because it doesn't affect me like that. You know, I remember the life and not the death. And I've been that way for as long as I can remember as a kid. Um, So she, my wife has lost her mother, her grandfather, no, both grandfathers uh, and a dog and, you know, now in the last six or seven years, but it felt like in the first, in three, but with roughly the three year span, three to four year span, she lost all those things that were important to her, all those people. And I mean, it was just really, really, really bad for her for a while birthday. And with that many people, there's almost always a birthday coming up, right? Or the holidays yep. and all these memories, all that other stuff. And I'll tell you, man, I the first death I can remember is my aunt Beth, and that's my dad's sister. And I met her a few times. We were never really close, other than my grandparents. Those were I was really close to my grandparents, but my uncle I didn't get close to late in life, and my aunt. I met her a couple of times and there were just issues with the guy she married and some other stuff. And I don't really know. I don't really know what was going on there. Supposedly, maybe some kind of abuse, but that's neither here nor there. I just didn't know her. So I was at a, a, a church camp. My dad was a youth pastor and it was a teenage church camp. But because my mom goes with him, me and my sister also had to go. And so I grew up in these things. And I just remember one morning, my mom, you know, it's like a, you go from a, like a Sunday to a Saturday, right? And it was like a Tuesday or something, and my mom was like, "Hey, you know, your aunt Beth died. Your dad had to go to North Carolina for the funeral or wherever it was." And I was like, "Okay." I didn't know her, and my mom's like, "Well, are you sad about it?" I'm like, "No, I mean, I, I just, I she expected this well, yeah, you, you didn't know her, you know? Yeah, we we interacted a little bit, and so, um, you know that that went on, and then." Later on in life, um, I was 12, 13-ish, I think, uh, somewhere there, you know, early teens. And this, this people in our church that were family friends. Uh, their father, so they're adults, right? But their father started to get Alzheimer's. And they found him kind of wandering around one day. Mm-hmm. So for a little while, I got paid uh, because I was always just had a proclivity to medicine and helping people and, and whatever. And even at 13, 14, 15, whatever I was. Um, I basically paid just to hang out at their house Make sure he didn't walk out the door And also, by the time I hit 16, I was 6 foot tall and I mean, 14 By the time I hit 14, I was 6 foot tall And probably 300 pounds So, they're like, yeah, basically just be gentle But don't let him leave And i check on him and talk to him And we hung out some and, and it got close, so he passed away And I was a little sad, I was And that was the first funeral I ever went to My mom took me to it And she's like, do you want to see the body? I was like, nah Good. I mean, that's that was all it took for me to go. I don't really need this. I'm I'm good. Maybe that's what sets me off to be a, a decent paramedic and, and to be able to handle all the scenes because there's a lot of sadness that you see in my industry. But I I've learned that first I handled it wrong. Right? I was thinking that um, I don't want to go to funerals because that that shows me how I failed at my job. And reality is I don't conform to social norms. Not because I'm a rebel. Because I don't get it. It took a long time of self-searching and self-awareness to understand that emotionally, I don't get that. I was at work as a paramedic uh, about 10 in the morning and my grandfather had been ill for a while and we had moved into my parents' house. So I got to see him a lot. We really bonded and heard the story about Pearl Harbor and all this other stuff from him, right? And how there might be, there might be some other cousins running around because he had a wife before he married my dad's mom. And, and yeah, it's all that stuff. So I kind of got close to him and I got the phone call and, and in dark humor terms in the medical world, we call it waking up dead. And that's what happened. He'd gone to sleep the night before he woke up dead the next morning. Uh, and I was sad. And I had to, and I cried a little bit, I'm not going to lie, I I cried a little bit, but I was like, do I need work to distract me? Do I need work because I can just stay functioning and process my feelings? Or do I need to leave because I'm going to be so distracted? And I gave myself, I told my supervisor, we gave each, we both agreed that could take about an hour to figure it out. And in that time I was like, I don't need work to distract me. But I don't need to go home. I'm just gonna sit at home and do nothing and stare at the wall and be a little you're probably about as sad as I am right not right now. to recording the show, but right now in the moment, telling the story, you'll know, probably be as sad as that. As so I stayed at work, uh, I was in a church service. I had gotten really close to my uncle in the last part of his life. I was podcasting at the time, so there's a lot of those stories out. If you ever find episodes of um, uh, bear crawling. Bear crawling, bear crawling nation. Uh, that I told stories. Yeah. I was really getting to know him and getting in his life and I became his medical, uh, power of attorney. And so he went to the hospital when I got a call. We're in a church service and it was really cool. It was the early stages of Metron. It's called church in and out. And you know, my phone vibrated and I saw it was from Virginia, which is where he lives. So I'm like, mm, let me go check on this. Went out in the hallway and it was the ER doctor saying, Hey, they brought your uncle in. Your list listed as a power of attorney. This is what happened. And it made me really sick. Cause I knew as a medic, this ain't good. This isn't good. Yeah. It's like, you know, what would like to do? And I I relayed I don't remember what they were now, but I relayed the orders at times like this is what he wanted you to try. Uh, just so you know, I'm a paramedic and I understand all this stuff and we can talk plain, you know, English and medical terms, whatever. And so I said, Okay, we'll we'll do that and I'll let you know, but it's not looking good. It's like, no, I understand. And my wife can tell I was a little bothered, right? She didn't know why I got up to leave. And so then you know, 20, 30 minutes later, call comes and I'm out in the again. And they said, of course, he passed away. And I said, okay, you know, that. I'm handling it professionally and this and that. And then I did, I, I got sad, I started crying. I mean, it's kind of a little overwhelming. Um, and in that 10 minutes, I was done. And I went back to, them, and my wife said I was crying and and she's like, something wrong? I said, yeah, you know, I want to tell you about it. And the service was almost over at that point. So we go out to the car and to you know, tell her, and I'm sad. So how I process grief it's been on how close I was to you in the moment. I will cry. I might cry for a few hours. I think there's a friend of mine who, who died uh, at work. And, and there was a, uh, there was a little time that I couldn't tell our story without tearing up a little bit, but I'll cry. For, but then I, then I'm sad for a little bit. So my uncle, I cried that night and then, you know, called my dad, and my mom, let them know what happened and, and this and that and the other. And, and, we agreed to talk the next day to figure it out. And then, you know, called work, said, I'm going in a few days. So I've got to go up and help, you know, fix his, his, stuff you know take care of his arrangements whatever uh and i cried again then but by the next day i was just tired and i mean not tired i'm like sad i was just sad and we were leaving to go to virginia me and my dad you know drove up there together and we talked and we processed everything and we talked <laughs> and i'm laughing because i have this video of that i was doing podcasting stuff then so i was i was that guy a little bit and my dad got a phone call he's still an active preacher he got a phone call from one of his church people, and they they were just going on. And I could tell he was just in pastor mode, but he's like over it, right? And he's just going on. So I was sitting next to him. And, went, and just farted all. I mean, I'm talking about this far from his face, dude. Like this far from his face, just ripped it. And I mean, it's all he could do and not die laughing. White, he's like, look, I gotta go, man. I gotta go. Yeah, he's like. Dude. We just laughed and laughed and laughed, um, but yeah. So I I I don't know how I can be empathetic to people, but I, I tell you, man, I'm honestly happier with my path because I don't remember the death day. There's only one person's death I, day I remember, and that's a whole nother show, the story. Um, but uh, uh, I don't remember death days. I don't remember birthdays. Like once they've passed, it's like. I remember life. I can tell you so many fun stories from my uncle. Uh, he was at Stonewall, which is a famous uh, uh, gay bar. That was the Stonewall Riot was a gay bar that got raided in the '60s, and he was there. He grew up in New York City. Uh, well, he ran away to New York City at, at a young college age. And theater in the parks, a big thing in New York City. He was there when Robert De Niro, Robin Williams, a few other people were doing theater in the park, Shakespeare in the park. And I was like, yeah, you know, early. So I, all kind of cool stories. I remember those. You know, that's that's how I operate. And, you know, even when my wife mentioned to me um, recently that, uh, hey, this is like a weird two ago. Hey, you know, things are going to be a little rough soon because, you know, my mom's, the anniversary of her death is coming up. I'm like, okay. And I know to be gentle. I know to be graceful and caring. But I'm like, but, but that sucks for you guys. To me, that sucks for you guys that you – get sad telling the stories. You get sad remembering the birthdays and, and part of me goes, maybe you have a better relationship with humans than I do. But the other part of me goes, I'm okay with that because I don't get sad <laughs> anymore. He's like, humans know? are overrated. <laughs> I mean, it's not that. I don't get sad. Now, uh, if I, if I heard something bad happened to you, I mean, when you got COVID and I was like, man, I was worried about you. I was worried about you. And had you died, I would, have been, I would have cried for a good 10, 10 20 minutes, and then been like, <laughs> Joe was the man, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's how I deal with grief. And everybody's different. And I do hope, I want to posit this question just for thinking about, right? If you really feel the need, of course you can answer, Joe. But I just want people to think about who's listening to this episode um, and talk, thinking about grief. How much of that can you let go? How much of that sadness can you put down that you're carrying with you that, you know, I'll kind of use your example a little bit directly, Joe, of, of, you know, the the exact prayer and the pouring your heart out. And I get it. I get the connection. I get the moment. I know how to get in the feelings when I tell a story, but maybe you don't want to, maybe you want to hold on to it. It's great. But how much can you let go to where you have more joy than happiness? And sometimes maybe, I, I don't know, maybe times the answer, but I do feel, like there could be a better way for another human being when I see them, not you tonight, I'm talking about, I'm, I, I thinking of a very specific person that I'm friends with on Facebook that when they talk about their parents who passed, they are just wrecked. They are just shattered. And I'm like, mm. I hate that for you. I do, because it, it just feels like, it just, it just feels like a, 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 well, it is a painful thing, I guess. And that's why I, yeah. I hate it for you.
1: Yeah. Well and most of the time when i think about my parents especially it's it's positive memories it's positive emotions it's not it's not grief stricken sure. not usually it it's times like when i at least for me when i feel the most profound grief now it's when i when i'm thinking specifically of leading up to or the time that it happened. Like it, it it brings back those, those feelings of that time. Um, or, uh, and grief isn't quite the right phrase, I guess, for this, this one, but, um, more of a a sense of longing or a sense of missing when, when I think of it's right.
0: It's a sense of loss. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When I, when I think of experiences that my, my parents missed out on, like neither of my mom, my dad never met, met my wife. They didn't get to see my kids being born. My dad wasn't there for my, like as much as you say, yes, they were there in spirit and things like that. And that's a nice thought, but it's different than physically being there. You know, And, and I so my agree dad, my dad statement. wasn't sure. My dad wasn't there for my wedding. That's um, such a horrible he, he father. Didn't,
0: he abandoned he you. S-
1: <laughs> he didn't see me graduate. He didn't see me. Um, you know, there's there's just so many things. Like, even um like six months ago, uh, I realized my dad never saw Star Wars episode three. Like it's something trivial, but
0: he loved well, Star Wars. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Your dad now has a high ground, Joe. <laughs> um
1: but it's just <laughs> Sudden realizations of what they missed out on there. There is a longing associated with Um, that. It doesn't mean I I burst out out into tears or anything like that. Um, Sure. Those are, those are few and far between these days, but that doesn't mean that, that that feelings of sadness aren't there.
0: And that thought process, again, I understand the way I function in this world as I'm very self-centric. It's, it's, I want the experience. I do want to share with others and I, I want to do stuff, but, and that's part of my advice giving is if you're self-centered or self-centered versus selfish selfish is taking from others. Self-centered is in the medical world. It's seen safe. PPE, meaning you protect yourself because if we don't protect ourselves, we can't help you as medics, you know, then, you know, so I think of, well, here's a quick story for you. My son, and this is where I was very perfectly poised for this. My firstborn kid, we were at the ER or not ER, sorry, the OB, um, where you have the baby, the hospital, the the OBGYN, uh, nursery. I don't know what I'm saying, Joe. And I'm the medic. Why, why are you questioning me? Stop questioning me, man. I'm One of those different acronyms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we've been there for a few hours, and I just decided to take a break from the room because I stayed in the room most of the time. Erin uh, would let people in for a little while, kick them out, You know, depending on what was going on, her, her uh, stress levels affecting her emotions and so on and so forth. I had to be in the room, period. Cool. I'm good with that. But I was like, you know, we to walk about and, and check things out. And I went outside and I saw that her dad was, was upset and I said, all right, what's going on? And unbeknownst to all of us, his, his father is that he's a world war II veteran. And he, he was in the foxholes in the trenches in France and all this other stuff. So he's that guy that doesn't want to ask for help. He just takes care of things. So unbeknownst to anybody, especially because everybody's excited, this is the first grandkid, and everybody gets to be a part of this, and it's exciting, and everybody's been notified they're at the hospital. I get either he just didn't want to bother anybody, or he didn't want to take away from that moment because we were doing a moment then. So unbeknownst to anybody, the night before, or maybe even the afternoon before, he took Grams with the grandmother, uh, Grams to the hospital. And sometime in the middle of the night to early morning, when Aaron went into labor, she passed away. And immediately when I got that, I said, I get that. And understand when I say, I mean, I went to medic mode and said, listen, understand when I say this. Nobody says a word to her. Nobody. Period. This is mine to tell her, do not say anything. And I get why you're sad. I understand it. If you cannot not be sad, please don't go in the room because we can't have that today. and, that's one of the few most, especially early on with my in-laws, because we didn't get along for a very long time. I mean, I am who I am, so I earned their respect, even though I didn't earn like my mother-in-law never liked me, but there was a level of respect that I was a good dad, a, a decent husband. You know, I tried hard, right? Um, so but that was early on. This is we may be married five years, and everybody's like, got it, cool. So later that night, after the excitement, you know, how the the glow of childbirth kind of dies down. You kind of settle into real life a few hours after uh, once yep. that moment hit. Then I told her and it was perfect because she was sad, right? She cried, but it did not affect the birth memory, right? She never, and if she does say, well, you know, Graham's died on the day. That's just the feeling of it. And ah, Graham's died on the day because the timing was right on, on talking about it. So uh, what I'm saying is, is if you can, let go of birthdays look and just be in the moment you're gonna be sad don't get me wrong i get sad thinking about my great-grandfather being gone but i don't get sad that he never met my grandkid or my kids rather uh i'm just like well i have my kids and those who can be in their life can be in their life and maybe i'm missing out on something but i'm okay with it so uh make kirk well, sad this again. has been
1: super heavy so let's get to some lighter topics
2: roll that dice
0: Number four. All right. What do you love? Which we're going to get him to come back with. Can you dig it? So. Can you dig it? Five time, five time, five time podcast champion. Pets, Joe. Do you love them or hate them?
1: Ooh, that is a double-edged sword for me personally. So as a kid, I absolutely loved having pets, and we had a variety. You did not
0: have pets; pets. you had a menagerie of wildlife. <laughs>
1: you
0: so had we, a zoo.
1: <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, I mean, we had we had a bunch of different dogs. We had a few cats. Uh, for a while, bobcat, we had a bunch,
0: raccoon, baby squirrel, uh, possum, ostrich. Well,
1: the first two okay. we did have. We had a bobcat for a couple of years. We had a raccoon very temporarily for. I don't know, three, four months before uh a game warden found out. I think I've told that story here on air. Um maybe it was on one it was on one of the pre-shows, I'm sure. So uh they, they'll get it released eventually, right? Anyway, um
0: we Those had, are the holiday specials.
1: Yeah. Uh the these are weren't pets per se, but we did have a lot of animals that we um raised for food. We had we had pigs, turkeys, uh rabbits that we raised for food. And uh, so I, as a kid, taking care of them was easy because I didn't do a whole lot. My parents did most of it. But as an adult, I look at pets and I'm like that. Is a huge money sink
0: right there. Wait, wait, wait! You did look at your first baby and think that too. <laughs> uh,
1: well, uh, so I knew that that kids are expensive, but it's it's different when it's. Kids versus pets because
0: the kid Um, will leave eventually,
1: regardless of of all the people that are like, "Oh, it's my fur baby and stuff." No, stupid. It's very different when it's your kid versus a pet, regardless of how much you love it and how much you're you are Raj from the Big Bang Theory. It doesn't matter. No, pets versus having kids is very, very, very. I understand
0: what I just said can offend a lot of people. I stand by it. No, no. And here's why a pet will never truly learn and go on to do something else. A child will learn. You'll see results. You'll see changes. And ultimately, they will go on and be responsible for themselves. These fur babies will just drain the life out of you for the rest of theirs. And then you'll be super sad that they're gone. And you'll swear to God, you're never going to get another one. And then you get three more. So, uh, if you can tell, I don't dig pets. Got plenty of them. I don't <laughs> dig them. And here's the thing: never have, never will. Um, and I tried. So uh, uh, the the first dog that my wife and I got together, and we did get it together. Cool puppy. Tried like we got another puppy to go with him. That puppy had to go away because it, re- it was really a demon dog. Um, <laughs> it really was. It, it just just nah. Um, but he got old, but when he got older and you know, we, we had our issues. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I probably did some mistakes with him and whatever, but as we got older, he just got grumpy and just did dumb mean things for no reason. And I hate that because it's not like you can go, you know, to a sane person, Hey, Get out of my house! Stop doing that! Respect my boundaries. And even if yeah, they're like, but I know some people
1: like that too. R- 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> got, I know. But you can say to them. You can slam can do the door me. and say, "Get out
0: of my house, old man!" You know. And if they have Alzheimer's and you're like, "No, I'm less than yo, and they'll forget you and don't actually speak English. <laughs> so you know, it's there's what is it with humans? We always with the dogs it's like, oh my god! And it just gets like, I got to the point. It took about a year to year and a half of his life to get there. But I got to the point that I'm like. Go die. Go die. Because you are just draining everything in this family. You're doing nothing good. You're a little poop head. And my wife is already sad, knowing she's gonna be sad. So if we can just get this over with, I all dogs go to heaven, right? That's what that's what they taught me in that documentary, all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> so go. It's a better place. And and I just I just don't empathize empathize with pets. My wife. Later, after he passed away, she took. She swore I'm never. I'm like, no, that's not true. Look, you got 14 years, so you're gonna say you're never gonna dig into the dog because in 14 years that they might pass away. You, seven years they might pass away. That's years. So yeah, she took her time. Then she rescued this dog, and he was okay for a while. And I never did anything to this dog. That's bear bears here. I, th- I can't, I don't know if bear has been here since she, I think you might've met bear. I don't remember Joe. I met bear. Okay. okay. So that's bear. And, and he's grumpy. He's bigger. And I don't like big dog. I mean, he's not big. dog. He's a medium dog, but under 10 pounds is all I'm going to go with in the future. Period. <laughs> Just done. Um, but Aaron went away for the last week. Her family went to Polly's Island. This was after grams had passed away. and And, uh, the Papa Roy was the one who was doing it, and, and he's just like, you know what? We're kind of done doing it, but everybody wanted to go one more year with that. Or maybe he had passed away, so they went one more year just to honor his memory or something. I was like, I ain't going. I sure as heck ain't going to sit in a house, a beach house with people I don't like who are going to be sad all freaking <laughs> week because every memory in that house was Papa Roy brought us here for 30 freaking years. No, thank you. So I stayed home. Took care of this dog, (laughs) pet this dog, fed him, walked him, did everything she would do, even though it's not my nature to do it because I don't give a crap, dude. Suck it up, buttercup, go eat the cheese whiz. I didn't do that. (laughs) I I took care of him, took care of the dog. And the moment she came home, he started growling at me. And from then on, off and on, I'll come in the house, he'll just growl. He'll just growl at me. And he's like, it's gotten more like, we've gotten some fights about it. Grumpy old fart. Don't want you around. (laughs) so we moved into this house and there's another long story about how two dogs were offered us and didn't come to us. And I don't remember. I've told you that that can be another show. Um, but I got to the point. It's like, Oh, okay. Tiny little chihuahua puppies. I'm down. The moment felt right. It's life, right? I've progressed. I've grown. I'm trying to be less grumpy with animals. I don't now. I don't like them. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not like enemies <laughs> with them. And here's the thing. We got Klaus. You'll meet Klaus this year. We got Klaus little, uh, I think he's, uh, um, Jack Russell mixed with a Chihuahua a little bit, but he's a cool little dog. And me and him are getting along great. Getting along great. Now I have to kind of chase him down for attention. And he gives my wife attention all day long. He's like, I didn't do anything to you. I didn't do anything to you. So come on, man. Why why are we not why are you not coming and giving me a moment of attention? That's where I get pissed off. And then we got Biggersley smaller Smallerton the third, but we call him Biggie Smalls. And we got the little Chihuahua uh dog and we biggie smalls. And uh get and he'll come and he'll show everybody. He'll, he'll bring your prize, Joe. When you meet him, he'll pick up whatever he can find on the floor, a toy, a sock, whatever, and bring it to you, show it to you, and he shakes his butt and you put his butt and he's all excited, right? He's got his prize. But he's also like not giving me much attention. So while I tried to like these dogs and they liked me and we got along, they don't show me attention and I rest. I really just don't give a crap. I really just don't care. If if my wife passed away, there's not going to be another animal in this house because I don't like poop and piss and <laughs> dogs that don't want to give me attention and don't want to listen to me. Time of day. So I'm good. I don't dig it, but you say you can take it away. <laughs> what if, what if, what if your kids were got like, did whatever it takes to make you, man, you guys really deserve a huge prize. Anything you want. And they go, we want... A possum. I mean, a puppy. We want a puppy. What would you do? Would you go for it? Even though it is a a time and money sink. They super want a dog
1: like like they they've been begging for a dog for years. Um, But we're we're not in a financial spot where we could afford a puppy um so instead, that's what he
0: tells them as he's saving for retirement million dollars a year yeah <laughs> uh
1: so instead um what they've actually started doing is uh volunteering at the local animal shelter brilliant that
0: is brilliant dude yeah i might make my wife do that before she gets other new dogs later on in life uh that's that's brilliant.
2: <laughs> roll yeah, that, that dice.
0: Oh, I thought you were done telling the story. I'm no, no, sorry. i
1: no. uh, just they, uh, they just they go and play and and have fun.
0: So anyway, roll the dice. Number
1: five.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, do, 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 do. we gotta find a better transition. Uh, for I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. Run that commercial. <laughs>
0: Oh, hit the wrong button. I, had, I did. I actually had it. It almost worked. Pull the lever. Stay trunk.
1: tuned
2: for this commercial break.
1: New record.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. We got. Uh...
2: Call your daddy and leave a voicemail. Wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad. Donate to your daddy. Patreon.com slash wiseandnerdy.
0: And it's time for the coming back from commercial dance party. Oh, yeah. There you go. You dance like a white dad, Joe. You dance so much like a white dad. I am a white it. dad. Oh my god! What are we gonna do at DragCon when they expect us to dance in a commercial break?
1: Uh, obviously, we're gonna do the chicken dance.
0: No. No no, 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 no. But this is this is from Stream Beats. This is from Stream Beats, and it's on uh, SimpieGaming.com. Uh, but just yeah, if you, if I said it wrong, you can uh, check out uh, just Google Stream Beats, and I downloaded a number from a uh, uh, number of them from a folder, and that's that's where I need to get a little bit more prepared. Just get a bunch from Stream Beats I can use, and maybe some other royalty free music that's just rocky, dancey, fun, hang out, you know, move your butt in your chair stuff. So all that being said, you get to roll that dice again. Roll
1: that dice. We're gonna go with number six. Oh, I, yeah, there it is.
2: Waka waka bad dad
0: jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so this is the last preloaded one. Then I got Joe a whole bunch of websites to read uh that will let him bring the jokes. And and the idea is I hate, I do. I hate these. I like a little pain every once in a while. Pain makes you grow. so And there's plenty of audience members out there who like to bring me pain. That is their fun. I have a sticker on my laptop from a very awesome listener that says, Hippie Eevee loves you, Charles. No dirty hippie ev doesn't. But that's okay. I have that sticker on my laptop. Thank you. Uh, so you can bring the bad dad jokes to us. But to get you prepped, to get you ready to go, Joe... What do you call a dog who does magic? God, I gotta hate these so much. The only kind of dog that Charles will have as a pet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wouldn't be bad. What do you call a dog who does magic? A labracadabrador. <laughs> and you okay. laugh? It's so dumb. Why are you laughing? <laughs> why are you laughing at that
1: because I knew how much
0: you would hate it <laughs> it's so freaky <laughs> okay you're laughing how much you're laughing it's so stupid maybe I'll just keep pulling the bad ones out because I, I they're the dumbest the, and somebody out there one is cracking up because they actually find it funny and then you might be cracking up about how much I hate it so hey, roll the dice get us out of this <laughs> all right. Number 1. Uh all right. Yes. Yes. Uh that's not it. It is this one. Oh, again, I can't hit it on the digital get okay, here.
2: What are you nerding out about now?
0: It sounds like we're in trouble. <laughs> 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 Got it, what reason? are you nerding about now? Uh, what are we nerding about now? Uh, you know what, Joe? You go. You you've got you're, you're a little too, too little.
1: So I shared a clip with Charles
0: this past Yes, week. you did. And I just like the clip. I don't know about the whole show. But let me set up the clip. Are you going to talk about the whole show? yeah yeah okay, let me say so clip. here's because here's i took it. it's just a funny clip and i'm like oh we're talking about women's equality this week that's why joe sent me this uh this great little clip but this girl it's on japanese right so it's translated and she's talking to this guy and i don't remember what she said she says something about she shuts him down right like oh basically some version of i'm a girl you can't do it and he like suplexes her like out of nowhere just Blam! He goes. <laughs> I always treat women equal, <laughs> you know, like that. And Joe's like, "We need to talk about this." I'm like, "All right, Joe, we're gonna talk about how real equality is." Is another clip that I saw on TikTok uh, for gamers where this female gamer was testing the guys out like but i'm a girl but she's a really good gamer and like oh we didn't know yeah good try good try good try no somebody comes in no you're trash and it's discriminatory to not say you're trash <laughs> you were tra- <laughs> you know so i thought we were talking about that but you oh. actually want to talk about this anime yeah i do i
1: do it's new this season only like four or five episodes are out right now it's called Mashle. it's on Crunchyroll. Uh, okay it is on Crutchy Roll. So, Mashal, Magic, and Muscles. It is <laughs> It is a complete spoof anime. Like, there's nothing s- oh, serious okay. about it. Okay? All right, all right. So, the main character... So, l- 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 let me back up just a moment. The world is, is a, a world man. where... Dun, 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 dun. If you uh, If a... <laughs> <laughs> People who are born with magic have little black marks on their face. Okay? Racist. Um, usually it's just a, a line. And if you have multiple lines, that means you have more magic, whatever. Anyway, so in this world. So
0: this is a world where tattoos don't exist and I can't just make up the lines.
1: <laughs> All right. I Go ahead. In this world, a, a baby that is born without magic is killed. Okay. Cuz this is Sparta, Mark. <laughs> uh the main character whose name is Mash is a baby that was born without magic. He is abandoned and is picked up by a guy who has very little magic and is hidden away and raised in secret. And he the his dad basically um makes him Work out every day, intense workouts, because, you know, he doesn't have magic. If he's going to defend himself, he's got to have muscles. Okay. So mash is ripped,
0: like crazy ripped. Dun, dun, um, dun, dun, dun. I just hear the theme song from mash the TV show now. And, <laughs> and this show,
1: it, it doesn't take anything seriously. Okay. Like there so, is the one that
0: suplex the girl.
1: Yes, that's Mash. (laughs) All right. So, Mash is attending a magic school, and his goal is to be the best student. But Mash is a complete idiot. Okay. Like, when I say complete idiot, I'm not sure that you are understanding just how big of an idiot this guy is. He forgets whether a door should be pulled or pushed. And he breaks doors constantly off their hinges because he doesn't remember. Okay. All right, Drax. (laughs) And, and just the amount of absurdity is hilarious. Um, there's, And 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 like I said, it's it's spoofs and it's got several spoofs of Harry Potter, for instance, Um, one where they play basically Quidditch and they recruit MASH to play Quidditch. And he even though he tells the captain over and over, I can't fly a broom because he has no magic. And so what he ends up doing is jumping up. Tucking the broom between his legs and kicking his feet so fast <laughs> that he that he can hover in mid-air. <laughs> and just it's it's absurd
0: and I love it. I love it. It's amazing. I love it. That that actually <laughs> sounds hilarious. And I'm gonna check it out. Uh that that's right up my alley. Um uh, uh, on the anime side of things, Demon Slayer, my daughter and I got to sit down. We're all caught up. And so we're in episode 20, 21, 22, somewhere in there, 23. And so we're watching it together now. So it's going to take a little bit longer to get through it. Uh, okay. But we're in the phase of the of the first season of uh, where they're in he- I call it heaven, right? They're not dead, but they're with the, the Master Slayers and the- Oh, the, the Hashira, Yeah, the Hashira, Yeah, yeah, Hashira. You sh um, and I don't, I hate giving any kind of spoilers, but there's this thing with the sister and they test the sister. So right in that area of, of them healing and retraining okay. and rehabbing yeah, right
1: at the end of season one. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Towards that. And they just on Netflix, they had season two and only had like four or five episodes, but they just dropped season three. I think in on Netflix.
1: Yeah. So season two has seven episodes. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's not a lot, but
1: well, cause what season two, they released, a movie that is basically season two. So they just cut it out the seven parts is what you're saying. And, well, and the movie like broke records left and right. Um, and then what they did is they took the movie and added a whole bunch of exposition and action. And they, basically they took that movie and they added a whole bunch of stuff and turned it into seven episodes.
0: I got it. Cool. I, I'm looking forward to it. I was disappointed when I saw where we had like, 20 to 30 episodes of the first season, like seven or the second, but that makes sense. Looking forward to it. Now the third season or the latest movie, I don't know which, I know a movie just hit theaters a couple months ago. So I'm not sure what dropped in on Netflix, but it's a third, there's a third thing on Netflix now.
1: Yeah, that, that one is a full season. It's the entertainment district season. Okay.
0: And then we should have the movie after that. Is that about right? Uh, I don't know what the newest movie is. That's the one that went to the theaters. We talked about a little bit that you said the movie poster made you question some things that happened in the last season.
1: So they've got season four is currently going, but I don't,
0: I don't, you know, there's maybe it, the theaters, look it up. Demon Slayer and theaters.
1: Let's okay. See if you can oh, figure oh, out what oh. it is.
0: Um, so that being said, you, know, I, I really enjoy this because my daughter who's now 10. Uh, she'll sit on the couch on her tablet and I'll also on the couch on my phone. You know, playing my little games or whatever, but we're both looking up at different times and watching it, and it's cool to even be somewhat distracted and be have the same moments go, "Oh my God, can you believe that?" You know, or those kind of things. It's really, really, really fun to share it with her. But what did you find on the movie I'm talking about?
1: Okay, so apparently the new season was a movie first as well. Um, the entertainment, but yes, no thing? Uh, So the entertainment district wasn't. So there's okay. So season one was yep. just a season. Season two was a movie and then converted to a season. Sure. See season three is the entertainment district, which was again just a season. Apparently season four was a movie first and then turned into a season. So I'm guessing it's okay. gonna be a shorter a shorter sure. season as well. I haven't looked at to see how it? many
0: it's, t- it's the
1: Swordsmith. Yeah
0: the sword Village. So cause the Metron thing I was doing on Sundays was in a movie theater until last until April of this year. And so I saw, Oh, posters. I remember,
1: I remember when I said it's making me question some things. It's you because of saw some something of, on the poster. Yeah. Some of the, the people yeah. that are on there that, uh, are either. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, aren't, aren't they supposed to be, yeah, 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 yeah. why do they look like that?
0: What is because going Rocky on? Again, all, killed. all right. Um, <laughs> so another uh, thing on my, my nerding out about, and this is where you might be able to help me with some cool software. I am really digging, just really narrowing in at work, the, the little details, the the checklist to make sure we get this done and processes, setting up new processes so that it will, can run. Because even when I had a manager walk out on me, when the other manager was at a class for a week and I'm teaching a class in-house for a week and uh, these other things go bad, even when all that happened, we handled it because I had processes in place and good people to operate those processes. So while it was stressful and I had to really do triple work, right, um, it was there. So I am looking for two things. One, I would like uh, an actual easy-to-use drag-and-drop schedule uh, app for employees that I can base on position. Like I have trucks, every truck has two employees on it, so I need to be able to put two people on it and schedule this thing out. I'm using Home Base right now, but I wouldn't mind something a little bit better. So I'm looking for that kind of thing from people out there. But like, how to do? I use an app called To but our company on a whole pays for the Microsoft Office Suite, and they have some to do lists and they have some other things I'm starting to experiment with. But I need to have a recurring list joe so it's not it's a thing you're gonna do often so think about your launch your software releases if you will will um is i'm sure every release there is something that is the same every time we have to make sure we hit these five points you know and then the specifics go in differently i need Mm -hmm. to onboard a new hire employee every single time the same way i don't need a checklist that goes away when we hit the check boxes I need a checklist that can uh, regenerate. Okay, once you've checked this off, a new one g- regenerates to do the same thing. So I'm looking for that, but I am really am basically where you can about- generate
1: it from a um, Oh, my, why is my mind going to tutorial? Uh, generate it from a um, Oh, my mind is dead. A well let me tell you what I did. Maybe a, pad- a pattern, a pattern is is not the word I'm looking for. Template, template, template. That's yes. the word I'm looking for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And not like on Excel where there's tabs. So like onboarding. I have a master onboarding sheet that lives in Teams. So you you have to download it to, to send it to somebody. So you can download it, attach it to email, send it off to somebody, and they can fill out. So I always can get that. I have a clean copy, that's the master copy, and I always get back the used copy, right? So, yeah, I'm looking for that, but that's a checklist that says every time we hire somebody and I put in the steps, you got to put them in this system, like Discord. You got to put them in Discord, invite them. This is how you invite them. Just as a reminder, you know, I can put a link, go here to watch the tutorial on how to invite them, but make sure you put this tag on, You know, and, and we can check, yep, this is all done, and once we get down to the bottom the list, we know this employee is ready to go into the field, and I need to make lists like that for a bunch of different processes, and I love software. So I see you put in a link here. What what is this going to do to help me here?
1: Uh, so it it might not after you continued saying stuff. Basically, my mind as a programmer went to uh, kan uh, kanban, which is a a way of of handling tasks and delegating tasks. Basically, uh, I mean, there's more to it than that, but um, and so basically, and that's all
0: of these.
1: Yes. And all of these are free. uh, Supposedly, I just Googled it and this was, um, I I clicked through a couple of different ones and this was one that seemed promising, but it's got a bunch of different, um, task boards, basically free software for task boards for setting stuff up. Okay. Um, do it um like like trello's on here for instance you've got a I, I fair use, bit of experience with I, yeah, trello
0: i use trello for programming dragon Con because it's a vision board for me i can literally take the cards move them around and and that's cool but if i were to say this card's done it goes away and here's my problem with with programming brain and it's not you specifically is that i've looked at asana and i do need to refresh myself on asana and get do some youtube tutorials but Everything I look at, like templates in Asana and templates in, in Trello, they're engineer based. It's like building software, milestones, yep. programming, Gantt well, charts. I don't need that. <laughs> I need to <laughs> and just about any, anything do with this. just
1: about anything with Kanban is going to be that way. And so this is probably not the the way you want to go.
0: Okay. Well, I'll look at it, but but also I need uh, some. Like I said, I'm using Todoist, and I think. Microsoft got downloaded an app from Microsoft. I got to look at what I downloaded. Uh, but there, I think I also need a team connection, right? So I was, that's why I was looking at Asana or or uh, Monday.com. I've used that before, but that costs a decent amount of money. And I don't really want to do money right now. But like to do is I use to do is on my phone to put in quick. Remind me to do this to do this thing. And I can pay for that cheaply enough and maybe invite people but also want to be able to say like joe if we were to do this kind of thing for the show we would say okay hey we need to put in um we need to research music we need to do this we need to do notes we need this and we'd have a thing in here and then you go oh i own this or i want to sign that to charles because i don't know what i'm doing there or i'll go hey joe's really great at this and i can send it to my team and know who's going to have it and be responsible for it and set deadlines and see when they've done it and i'm not sure that todoist would do that but then here's the thing i have to keep remaking the the list now when i used monday.com which is fairly expensive as when i was with the school i could set up recurring things for myself like every tuesday i need to record this episode and every thursday i need to have this published and i could it would just regenerate along a calendar like that if i can do that within the software i'm i'm good with that too Cause I have some stuff that needs to be done every day. Like, Hey, make sure you check this off every day. And that can be separate from an onboarding, maybe an onboarding form. I just do an Excel checklist sheet, whatever. But if I tell you, I need you Joe to send me a report every day that you made sure you did this. I need you to check, literally go in and check box that you sent me the email, right? Just a, an accountability thing. Yep. And uh,
1: if any of our listeners know of a tool that, that, would fit Charles's needs, uh, send us an email. WNN show at gmail.com.
0: Absolutely. All right. We are down to the wire. Joe advise me, daddy. Kurt. No, why? <laughs> no, 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 no. We told you, Kurt. It's daddy <laughs> decides. Daddy decides. So let's, so this this one is on neil. Fun, Joe. And, we are going to burn through a few of these, but this is very pop culture geeky deciding Ooh. things. All right, how do you pronounce dot .gif? I don't care what the creator of this you says. You are so wrong. It's gif. It's gif. You! That is not how the English language works. It's the we Oh my god. I don't care, it's gif. Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, I hate you so much. Choosy moms, <laughs> choose Jeff every every freaking time. Every freaking time. and look, according to the votes, it is but this, 17%. This isn't Jeff. about
1: the peanut butter. This is a gift is this is a let's, let's the, go
0: here. I, I, I understand, I understand, I understand, I understand, I understand. You were in school at a young age when your dad died. It was traumatizing, but you missed this class. That Monday and Tuesday that you missed. Here's what wow. happened. They explained that when you have a wow. consonant and a vowel And a consonant, that's a long sound. It's a super, it's a if. Okay. Jif, it's a short sound. It's a jif, not a gif. It's not a gif, because there's no two vowels. We don't have the Superman vowel. It didn't arch over. You know, you went, went, whee, splat. Okay, it's if. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're saying. <laughs> all right i'm skipping the dress so i don't care what came first <laughs> the chicken or it's, the egg it's white and gold uh
1: i don't even remember the, chi- the picture. The anymore. chicken the chicken came first
0: you know what you we gotta move on i got yes i had a bad joke there uh could a sandwich <laughs> be cut diagonally or horizontally
1: uh I mean it can be cut otherwise uh, uh, either way, but uh if you cut it horizontally then you're a monster.
0: <laughs> I'm a big boy. I don't cut crap. I don't even I hate when well, someone cuts my not. sandwich. Stop cutting my sandwich. <laughs> but you know what? Every sub shop cuts a horizontal no, they cut it diagonally. So you're a diagonal man. Yes. You, 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 oh, see here, I understand. I understand. You think it's pronounced diagonal alley. It's diagonal alley, sir. (laughs) That's where you're off. But I mean, (laughs) who's, stop cutting my sandwich. And you are in the 78th percentile. 78% of the world (laughs) says diagonal. Is cereal or soup? No. It's cereal. I'm going to put no. And we are in the 78th percentile toilet paper <laughs> over the roll under the roll over yeah oh. yeah er- every time every time every time every time pepsi or coke now okay i'm just going to say this is a dumb question i grew up in the 80s remember coke. that war in the 80s <laughs> i don't care i like coke zero as much as i like pepsi zero they do taste different 100% I don't. Care. We live in the south. Everything's a Coke. Everything's a Coke. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> don't you come in my house and start asking for pop? We ain't got no pop <laughs> around here. Ah, uh, but yeah. But as far as brand goes, I like Dr Pepper. I like Mister Pip. They taste different. I'm good with it. I like Mountain Dew. They don't have that piss poor mellow yellow. It. That doesn't exist anymore. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> it. Stop. It. Stop it. Surge. Surge. Love that. <laughs> All right. Last one. Last one. Last one. Well, I don't know. We got a few more. We got a few more. No, we got, we got a few more. Keep going. All right. Is pineapple on a
1: pizza good? No, but I don't really care for pineapple in general, so.
0: <laughs> I, I, I am having a bad day. I need to go do a breathing exercise. That's it for the show, everybody. We're freaking out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, no, it's not. good. Now.
2: Follow these nerdy dads on social media. Charles at Rock God of Podcasting and Joe at Joe underscore Ard wiseandnerdy.com. And as always, they may or may not be your father, but they will always be your daddy.